Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. Tries hard, Blanford Lad can't win. Sorta boy for back-to-back Gallywoods. He's looking all right for mine. Sorta boy, one and a half, two legs. Sorta boy, you bloody beauty. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator blood on Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear. I Thunderstruck late. Animo holding on. Animo this time for the big A. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. We're up and about this evening because bots on fire with the tips during the week. Uh, what did he tip? He tipped Metrical today and he also tipped Time Quest on Wednesday at Sandown. And then we got Nico who's up and about on the, the jumps on the radio. I think Milo referred to him as from Jumps Racing Australia today. Mm-hmm. That was a bit of a far cry, but we'll, we'll absolutely take it. Fellas, how are we? I'm well. Backing winners, so that always helps. Biggest bet ever today... <laughs> Mum's not, we won't we won't say we won't say how much. <laughs> but largest wager you've ever had in a maiden, yeah. sick areas, but anyway, well done yeah. for getting the job done. No, it was a good win. It well, was, pretty, it was, it was a good easy win. watch. No. no, it was good and Time Quest won Time Quest won well as well. And oh fuck and Dillian was the sickest beat you'll ever you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. But Lucky Wonder- Sandown's a massive track because they just come back to you, don't they, Johnny? <laughs> Von Hawk was also a little bit sick um, bringing that metrical form Nico you know you've made it when you get your own uh, segment and they actually chop it up for you on uh, Spotify how's that going for huge scenes elevation of the prime time slot today so that was good <laughs> yeah uh, they gave you how long to do the form like 40 minutes <laughs> oh well I messaged them yesterday and said uh, like is, would you like a form preview Friday or Saturday for Sunday's meeting and then Milo texts me back and goes oh Thursday 10.50 and I'm like fuck progressive <laughs> acceptances didn't finish until 9.30 so I at least um, yeah I could still do most of the form um, yeah without without final fields but 
some alterations once final fields and still had to wait for prices anyway but it's the first time all year that prices have already been out for Sunday's meeting so that's a bit annoying but yeah we'll we'll touch on that later but there's a few surprise prices for Sunday so should be a good day. So on the radio this morning the, the Lafferty hurdle came around and you mentioned just about every runner can you just mention the one you're tipping today? Um, Tonight? Well, the whole reason I fucking mentioned the whole race to start with was because I think it's probably the best the best hurdle race I've ever seen. Like there's, yeah, ten, there's ten acceptances and there's what I think seven winning chances. So, yeah, it's a, it's a cracking race. If only Stern Idol had gone, it would have been a lot easier of a process of elimination for these horses, but I think it's a fairly open race, but... I'm not giving you the winner now. You can tune in later. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, two bits of news during the week. The Ebor is going to be the first international race winning you're in to the uh, Melbourne Cup. What do we sort of think about that? Pretty positive? Cool. Is it? Wasn't that... I thought that was already a thing. It's mm. just about building relationships. Yeah. So oh, if, if the Ebor winner wanted to come to the Melbourne Cup, they're not going to be told no anyway. Yeah, it's the exact same thing as attack Takaruzuka Kinnan into yeah. the Cox Plate, obviously. Yeah, but they're a lot more likely to come from the Ebor. Oh, because it's like effectively the same race. Yeah. But but at the same time, fair. they probably won't come because like, you know, they're pretty hard done by by the protocols that are in place. The Australian Handicapper has seemed yeah. to catch up with them as well after those few years of those progressive European stays just dominating... Yeah, oh, I remember. I remember. Um, cross counter was a rated 124 plus time form, and it got in Australia with, with um, 53 kilos. Like that's the biggest. Yeah, uh, that's still happen. one of the most dominant Melbourne Cup wins I've seen in my time. Like the amount of ground that horse had to yeah. make up in the last. He ran the. Meters. He ran the the fastest last 600 meters of the day. Yeah, like unbelievable win. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, obviously helped with the weights. We're race anyway. Who gives a fuck? He's, uh, the inquiry is up about our man Bobby Pin, um, oh, and all this horses. Is disgusting. All twenty nine horses have been disqualified. They lose the race, but obviously Connections and Jockey will still keep their prize money. It's a bit of a sticky one, but it's probably the fairest result. Do we think? No, not a fucking chance. It's the fairest result. Racing Victoria fucked up. How's it anyone else's fault? They had to wear it on the chin. But what if you? But what if the horse of a second horse owned the second horse and it should have won the race? Well, why would it should have won the race? It's just a kilo. Yeah, but it's not. That's not the point. It's not the point that it's one kilo. It's the it's the fact that if you carry over weight, then you're disqualified. Oh, it's ridiculous. This is RV's fuck ups, not anyone else. I don't think it's very fair that winning owners and connections are going to be stripped of the race. Hmm. What about daycare? Well, what about horses that have like got, you know, city win on their pedigree page if they weren't already a city winner and things like that? There's ramifications for all that sort of things. Oh well, that that's that's a ramification for the breeders and fuck the breeders. So <laughs> that's not the point, Bob. That's not the point. This is racing Victoria's fuck up, and they want to point the blame elsewhere. Oh, well, who cares? It's a it's narrative. It's, it's fucked. That's what it is. It does mean something for one horse going around at Flemington. Extra two will carry a kilo 55. less. Because yeah, of 55. the uh, 
the handicapper, um, that win won't count. Speaking of Flemington, let's go there. Uh, the track is currently in the soft range. We think that might dry up a little with no real rain, I don't think, on the day. Soft six at the moment. Um, any thoughts around the track? It goes back to the true position. Well, it's meant to rain tomorrow, I think. But um, I don't know. It might be soft. But, you know, it's just Flemington. It's fair most of the time. But, you know, I always just want to back horses that are on speed just because... I say it every week, but, you know. Thanks for telling us the same thing every week. All right. Oh, well, you asked me. <laughs> Open question to everyone. Race two, the Leilani Series final. Pacific Ruby is $2.80. Uh, from Sione, $4.60. Dazzling Lucy, $6. She's pretty rich, $9.50. Oceana Blue, $11. Good and Proper, 14s. Typhoon Titmus, 14s as well. But that is where you kick us off, number four, I believe. Uh, yeah, um... It's a horse that's always had ability. It's um, it was unlucky in in um, the couple thousand guineas trials at Sandown and at Flemington um, last preparation. Uh, sort of been below its best his preparation at the sprint trips, and then it went up in distance last time at Flemington. Um, and if you look at the sectionals, it was obviously unlucky, and um, it was no intent to be forward from a wide barrier. I think there'll be a bit more intent from gate two, so. Um, I think $15 undersells its chances significantly. Pacific Ruby is obviously the the favourite, and it deserves to be a favourite. Um, but maybe 270 is a little bit short. Not too short, but um, I think it'll make it a little bit of improvement uh, from its first up run. It's made an improvement off every single first up run to second up run, so I'd assume that it will make another improvement. Um, it'll be forward. Probably might, might even lead, to be honest. Um, there's not much speed in this race. And Sione's tactically versatile. They were forward last time. They sat in the coffin, but they're drawn barrier six this time, so they could go back. And that'll worsen its chances. So, um, oh, and, and Dazzling Lucy as well, I think. It was backed off the map first up at 1,000 metres and um, it'll run a peak rating there. Uh, and I think it might be best at the sprint trips. It's sort of... Um, uh, it finished on its run at about 100 metres out. Um, last start I thought so and a couple other of these are like Silverina's got some pretty average sort of New Zealand numbers um, Oceana Blue's first up she's pretty rich as well exposed good and proper needs to go again and Rumbled again is a nice enough horse but um, I just don't like the map I think it'll go back yep fair enough I probably will end up backing the favourite here, uh, Pacific Ruby. This horse has just gone from strength to strength. She's an absolute winner, and she's been up to every challenge that Kirima and Dave Eustace have sort of thrown at her. She's gone from a maiden to a 64, to a 70, to an 84. Um, she now steps up to this race. I don't think it's any harder than last race. Obviously, the, the query is she goes up in weight significantly, but to offset that, she's going to get... The softest of runs from Barrier 1. Um, Matthew Cartwright actually can't claim the apprentice here, so uh, it'll be good for him to, you know, it's good to see Kiruma and Dave Eustace putting their faith in him. I think it's a good opportunity for him. Um, I don't think it should be too hard a ride. Uh, and last start was just a perfect platform, stepping up to this second up. She came home sort of nine lengths above her for her final 600 metres off a slow tempo. She now steps up in trip to 1,400 metres, 
and she can only improve off that run. Um, Sione has been very, very good, but she's been up a long time, and you just feel like she might be coming closer to the end of it than the start. She has been up since sort of January, early February, so happy to be with Pacific Ruby in race two. Nico, any thoughts, or you just try and chime in if you got something? Yeah, we'll do. No worries. All right. Race three, the target Rossi Series Finals. Step Arty, $1.45 favourite. The unbeaten cult for Paul Pushka and Dean Yendel from Asierto. Uh, Don't know if that's how you say it. $8. Sunsource, $8.50. Line them up, Louis, $9.50. African Pioneer, $10. And Dolphin Skin, $19. Nico, I'll hand to, to you first. Well, this is, I don't know how this horse should be losing. Um, 1,600 metres isn't going to slow him up. 2,040 wouldn't slow him up. 2,000 metres <laughs> wouldn't slow him up. There it is. Um, he probably wouldn't win Are you backed for the Cox Plate yet? Nah, but he'll be, he wouldn't run last in a Cox Plate. Let me put it that. I'll tell you that much. Sounds like Dan Yendel has. Dirty Dino. If Dan wants to go there, that, that says enough for me. Yeah, did, make... did Dean Yendel say it's going to go to the Cox Plate? Oh, he jokingly just... said that he'd get twenty forty at the end of his press conference last last time. Uh... He'd be able to um, ride forty nine. That's that's one thing. Oh, that's exactly why. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. The world is oyster. The world is his oyster. This horse, um, sixteen hundred meters isn't going to slow him up. I don't really rate the opposition in behind him here. Um, yeah, he'll just go on his merry dance and win again. Excited to see where they aim for in the spring. He's probably Caulfield Guinea's favourite right now, I'd probably say. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. Um, last start, he kind of put three lengths on the field and then Dino was pretty kind to him late. Blazing Harry did, did uh, make some ground up on him when, when the race was all over. Um, but it still was pretty soft on the line. It is worth noting number seven, African Pioneer, ran second to Blazing Harry... First up on debut, that was only over 1,200 metres, but it is a form line worth noting. But I do think Step Hardy will probably just be too good here. 59.5 kilos, 1,600 metres, four runs into his first campaign. So there are a, a few challenges he sort of faces going deep into the winter, but all things said and done, I, I think he do does win the race. Do I want to back him at $1.45? No. I've got him in a few multis, and if he gets out to that sort of dollar seventy, then I could potentially think about chiming in for a single. But uh, yeah, happy just to let this go or, or have it in our. We've got it in our podcast multi, obviously, but that's all for me for now. But any thoughts? Are you are you backing this straight out, Nico, or are you just in a multi or something? Um, I've backed him with Kaboo. Yeah, right. Um, I think a dollar fifty is over. I'd probably price him short. If I did, the, I'd probably have him about dollar. 25 yeah I could see why I just think maybe the miles are a little bit um, maybe a query I know Dean Yendel reckons he'll run 2,000 metres but I don't know about that um, he's obviously very very talented uh, but I like Sun Source's sectionals uh, last start I think he wants a mile um, African Pioneer have got short of the market as well I don't I probably won't bet in this race but I'll um I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to lay step hardy either, but I just think he's a bit short. Fair enough. Mm. 
Let's go to race seven. We'll skip a few. We'll go to the Santa Ana Lane Sprint Series final. What a horse he was, Santa. Sai is $3.40 favourite from It's Our Time, $6.50. Pizarro, $6.50. Nicolini Vito, $9.00. Zethus, $11.00. Invincible Caviar, $13.00. And, and Menmeth is 15 I think I'm going to have to stick with Sai here, number seven. She is the favourite. Carleen Heffel sticks without a claim, but she's been uh, riding the lights out at the moment. Um, look, both of her wins probably haven't been as visually impressive as, as some of her one's last preparation but the figure from last start was really really good um, it was one of the better figures for the for the day punting form sort of 11-2 uh, above the all average benchmark the query is she has to run 1200 meters here but she's never been so well set up to do it i think barrier six really gives them options in the big field and I think if she just can be exposed behind them for a little bit longer, she's sort of been um, facing the breeze for before the clock tower in her past two starts. I think she, if she can just be saved up a little bit, come with that big sprint of hers, I think she'll run the 1,200 metres out. No worries. I think she's definitely the horse to beat. I just wouldn't mind a little bit better of a price than $3.40. I think we might get it. Uh, yeah, I thought same thing. Um... Like five dollars for Sai would have been nice, but um, it wasn't that quick. Um, uh, you sort of ignore it, all of its form prior to since it got to Flemington for the first time. I think like it's a Flemington horse or or a big track horse. When it was at Caulfield and and Sandown, it wasn't really suited. I don't think so. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it'll improve up to twelve hundred meters. It failed when it went to twelve hundred meters last time, but it was um was sort of unsuited by the in inferior part of the ground. It was held up, I think, too. So, um, yeah, I think she'll improve, and I think she's better. Uh, you could probably make her real short, but I don't want to. Um, $3.70 seems about right to me. Pizarro went to a peak when it was 1300 back to 1200 That's probably just a complete circumstantial thing, but... Um, I don't know that they've got the same setup here, so maybe the trainer reckons that he's got a got him ready to to peak here down the straight. He's a turn of foot horse, so um, maybe he'll be suited by Flemington, even though he's never raced here. Um, Invincible Caviar was run off its feet first up, and it'll improve back to Flemington at twelve hundred meters, uh, probably about the right price. So Nicolini Vito is half interesting for me um, because it. Went really well first up at Flemington um, last last time it was first up, but this time last year, um, four starts first up, two wins and two thirds, and the ratings have been solid for it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think Nicolini Vito's what price is Nicolini Vito? Nine dollars, ten dollars, sort of. Oh, oh, it's been found a bit, I guess. Um, even Exeter, I give a bit of a chance to. Um, a thousand meter was run off its feet. Um, back to twelve hundred meters. Yeah, yeah, it was nice last six hundred meters, and this is probably the first first time Gavin Bedgegood's been able to get a full preparation into him. Um, and if he gets back to his best form, um, he's sort of right in this race, to be honest. Um, uh, and the sectionals last time, and the way he went. Um, 
maybe even suggest that he's somewhere near that. So uh, you'd have to make a pretty um, bold assumption. But um, if you're going to back Exeter to spike, then he and you're getting a big enough price to find out. So. Might not be this start. If it's not this start, it'll be next start. He's he is flying. Um, you can see that. Yeah. The layman can see that. Get him to the valley, Gav. Twenty ninth of July. There'll be a race there. <laughs> but yeah, good luck to the boys. Anyway, hopefully he runs well. Yeah, his his best races are at Caulfield, so they'll probably find a race room there. Yeah, um, I'm going to have a little spec on Exeter just for the boys and more so the place than the win. Um, I think you can run a cheeky race. I'm going to have a spec on Nicolini Vito. Always been one of mine, this horse. Um, duly saluted for the listeners well, however long ago. First up, last preparation. Had about 10 I or 12 dollars. So, yeah, he's always been one of mine. He's a good Flemington, good straight horse. Um no knocks Sire I think in principle Caviar won't run if it's worse than a soft five they said and Sire uh, will run instead and they're both they're not both going to run so um, yeah there's a nice race upcoming for Invincible Caviar on a dry deck I think but yeah um, Nicolini Vito and Exeter for me beautiful lovely alright let's let's move on to the day's feature it is the Winter Championship Series final over 1,600 metres. I think this race is actually really well positioned given all the Group 1s finish and then Flemington gets the limelight of this day. Charterhouse is the $4.80 favourite. Jimmy the Bear, $6.00. King Magnus, $6.50 with a top weight. Unusual Culture is absolutely flying, $6.50. River Plate, $12.00. Keats, $13.00. And Packing Waltham, $14.00. Give this race a bit more love. In terms of the map, do we think... Keats just owns this from the front? Uh, he could do. I would be surprised if they'd take a sit too. A sit? But he probably will. Behind who? I don't know. I don't know. I highly doubt that. I don't know, maybe. Uh, River Plate, go forward. Uh, Sociobon will want to be there. Daytona Bay will want to be there. Unusual Cultural will try and hold a spot. Um, and yeah, I think Charterhouse, who is the horse that I've already backed, might even try and follow River Plate across from the from the gate inside him. Mike Blake Shin might be smart enough to follow him across, and um, yeah. So I'm backing Charterhouse. I like it. Um, won a listed race in Ireland last year. Ran a pretty big number there, and I think if he gets back to somewhere near that form, then he's very hard to beat in this race. And he, the sectionals tell me from last start that he's healthy. And um, Kieran Murray and Dave Ustis will be very good at getting horses back to their best. So, or, or import, I mean, imports back to their best. And um, uh, yeah, his his best distance is sixteen hundred meters. So, at a big track like Flemington, I think he might be pretty hard to beat with Blake Shin on because Blake Shin's doing a lot of good things at the moment for my bank account. <laughs> so he might be doing the same thing on Saturday, hopefully. Full credit. Oh, this race is um. It's difficult. There's lots of winning chances for mine. King Magnus is a horse that's been really good to me, but I think he's... You could say he's up against it a little bit here. A lot of horses have got massive weight swings against him. Uh, they avoided running him last start because they didn't want to cop further penalty into this. He's still got 60 kilos, and he's given him a lot of weight. I think Unusual Culture 
is the map horse. She's drawn three and she's just going to camp right behind him from barrier three. There's not really any knocks on her overall form. Um, figure out a last start was big. <laughs> and you can kind of get $7. So I'm probably going to have to have her on side. I thought Keats was a uh, really good last start in, what was it, the Swan Hill Cup. I think you can yeah. definitely go, definitely can roll faster than that. And I think Celine Gordray will go faster on him. Um, he's extremely well-weighted with 54.5 kilos. I think he gets complete control. Um, and he should love that fresh ground with the rail in the true on the fence there. Um, so those are the two horses that I think I want to back. Jimmy the Bear interests me as well. And look, he's probably going to peak here fourth up. Was he just a little bit disappointing last start? Or was it more race shape and circumstances? I'm still... I'm still deciding on that, but those are the three for me. Jimmy, Unusual Culture, and Keats, probably more the latter two at this stage, but just have to dive into the race a little bit deeper and make my mind up. I reckon, I reckon either back Jimmy the Bear or Charterhouse, or maybe even both. Jimmy the Bear gets the blinkers for the first time and gets Ian on from Lafferty, so... Um, yeah. Set the peak. I, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, even Juniper maybe is a bit big. He was good last time, and he's best. Like he started favourite in a Turak, so um, he was off a long break, and he's had twenty eight days between runs. But um, but yeah, there's a there's a pretty long tail to this race. Um, even even packing Waltham, I thought was half interesting, but he he's drawn the car park, and I think he'll go back. There's no chance of him going forward. Um, yeah. And yeah, un- unusual culture. I I I I backed unusual culture like three or four times in a row um like two preparations ago in like mayor's grade now it's now it's in this race there's a six dollar chance so that's awesome i reckon i tipped it on this podcast like 15 different times <laughs> oh well, you've run it into form that's for sure <laughs> yeah and I, I don't i think i've backed it and it's won once yeah it's, it's better than it. i first gave it credit for that's for sure uh Nico's yeah, thoughts on better. thoughts on the winter championship final. Oh, bots taking one of my bets. That's fantastic. What did say? Did say, did say no. Did say on the podcast last time. Wait for wet track mile Junipel. So I'll be having something on him, and I'll be having something on Keats. Hopefully, he just gets left alone in front for once. Like fuck off. Just let me run. He's my not going to get left alone. Just he's fucking a, leave a... us alone at the front. <laughs> He's in a 16 horse field. You know the uh, well, you know good. the ironic. It can be fucking 15 behind him. The ironic thing here is that uh, obviously Celine's riding Keats and Froggy has been Keats's uh, you know partner in crime over the over the last few preparations. And Froggy's on River Plate, drawn 14. It's the one that's going to go charge forward and really pester Keats. Going to eyeball Keats, I reckon. If there's going to be yeah. one, it's River Plate. Froggy's also five from his last hundred, so I don't sort of blame them. Mm. Fair enough. Questionable to have Celine on, but no, she's anyway, airborne. She's... Celine, Celine is flying. Mm. I'd rather have Celine on than Froggy at the moment. It's her and Heffel, isn't it, for the um, apprenticeship? Hey, they, yeah, they're neck and neck still. Oh, probably. I don't. I don't pay attention to it. Oh, it's going to be interesting. Right, yeah, I think that's just about it for Flemington. Have you got anything else, Bot? 
any other thoughts in any other the other races? Um, maybe if Golden Path keeps getting out, I might have something on it. But it's normally a great day of racing, but I just this 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 year it's just a bit disappointing. I don't know. There's not many angles. Um, in the Creswick, if you had to have an on top tip, who would it be? Well, obviously I've got Renosu favourite, but I don't want to back it. Like I've got it four eighty, and it's like three bucks something, so. I wouldn't tell anyone to back it. Um, well, we'll talk about the Kresik. Well, so I've got Renosu favourite 480. I think it's a pretty soft lead. That's probably the best thing it's got going for it. And Blake Shinon. Um, and it gets a 1,200 for the first time ever in its career from 14 starts, which I thought was interesting. Um, uh, yeah, it's, its best sort of runs have been at Flemington and, and it gets a relatively soft lead. Legio 10's got talent, obviously. You see it in the sectionals. Gets a twelve hundred meters, but I hate the map. Um, it's just tricky. Extra two is a nice enough horse. Showed it last time. Carried fifty one win uh, lengths and smashed them. I don't love it back in trip. I feel like it's a fourteen hundred meter horse, and maybe even a bit further than that. So, um, yeah, Catal. Uh, I thought was if, if I was going to have a bet in the race, it'd be Catal. But I just don't really want to back it. I think it'll appreciate 1,200 metres and um, the sectionals last time were strong in a swellier run race. So, um, Oh, and cause for concerns, the other chance in the race, but it was on the backup and had the blinkers on for the first time last start, so I probably couldn't back it to repeat. The um, price has gone there as well. Opened 850 what? into 550. Cause for concern? Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, um, if I had to have one on top there, it would probably be Legio 10. We've seen get off and geld these horses, um, and they just keep... Who was the one they gelded earlier in the year that just went bang, bang? Oh, um, fuck, that thing that one kept winning in Adelaide that I didn't think... Kalos. Kalos, that's the one. Um, this horse obviously isn't probably in that sort of grade, but I think he's pretty good. Um, his two wins down the straight have been awesome since being gelded, and he probably still has a bit more to give... As Bot mentioned, the map isn't great, but uh, hopefully you can just sort of follow the stable mate and weave a path down the middle of the track. He's probably the one I'd have on top, but very hard race. All right, that is it for Flemington. We go over to Sydney. We find my best bet of the day. It goes in race eight at Rose Hill. It is a benchmark 88. Caboose is uh, into dollar $2.00. I think that's sort of warranted. I think it'll probably just hold that price. Um, in saying that, take the $2 now with Bet365. If it drifts, you'll get the better price anyway. Um, resumed first up off nearly a year, uh, over 1,200 metres, carried the 60.5 kilos, led there just at an even speed, eye on a Merc with the lightweight, just had the perfect camp on it. I thought he was still really strong through the line, um, race rate well late, sort of five lengths above last 600 um, and to be honest I just don't think he was fit enough to win the race because at his very best he would be obliterating a field like that even though it was over 1200 metres which is probably a little bit unsuitable he steps up to 1500 metres here Barrier 1, Rosehill Gardens um, rails out 4 metres, we know that's advantageous to be on speed I think he'll appreciate the tempo of 1500 metres here there's absolutely no other speed on the map. Um, I think he's just going to lead them a merry dance here. He can only improve. Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, we know 
look, I might be going off one early, but these leaders, once they just get a bit more fitness, a bit more training in the legs, he's three weeks in between runs. I think it's just the perfect setup here, and he's the best bet of the weekend for me. Um, number two, Logan Street Line is obviously a real talent. He'd probably be my Quinella horse. I think he's staying here instead of going to Flemington. Drawn, he's drawn scratched here. from Flemington. Okay, so definitely coming to Rose Hill. So he's somewhat of a danger. He could possibly chop out at $10. I like him as a horse. He was really good last start as well. But Kabu, all things equal. Like This is a horse who kicked for home in a... What was it? It should be a golden mile. Up and yeah, coming, he, I think. He absolutely smashed golden mile. Um, he went Up around $3. Yeah, yeah, in the listed race before that as well. So... He's a pretty good horse. Um, if he can just build up his fitness and get back to that, then he should be winning. Nico, if he's not winning this Sydney? race, I'll just about fucking give it up. <laughs> if he's not better than benchmark eighty-eight grade against horses who are staying in this in this grade, well, fucking shoot me. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. Um, I'll go over to the. I've got s- got one one at Randwick. You got one at Rose Hill. Yeah, Rose Hill, sorry. Not Go Randwick. On. Well, they might, they may as well run at Rose Hill with Randwick if they run backwards. Um, I don't normally tip in highways, but this horse oh, is pretty smart. Number three, Mogo Magic. Um, I've been informed today that they've knocked back some big money from Hong Kong, so I hope they said counter-offer because that's what they'll be doing after he wins again on Saturday. It's a pretty smart horse, Mogo Magic. Only dangerous emperor, but I think he may stay in Queensland. Sweet. It's to his to his own benefit if he doesn't run here, because <laughs> he won't beat Mogo Magic. All right, let's go up to the Sunshine State Caloundra Cup Day up on the sunny coast. It's a beautiful big track. Got the got the full tour there actually from the the track manager there. Great bloke. Um, Race four, number one, Golden Boom. I'm not sure how this horse opened four dollars, and I was looking at my punters app just earlier, and it said three dollars twenty, and it was one of those bookies that hadn't actually updated their price yet. So I'm gutted to find out that he's actually two dollars ten. I thought he was still three dollars, but anyway, he he. This is a massive drop back in class here. So even though he has to carry the sixty and a half kilos, back to a thousand meters, up against horses that really don't hold a candle to him. Figures-wise, I think he can get the job done here. Um, drawn seven for Ryan Maloney. I think they just have to go forward, take luck out of the equation. He looks really hard to beat. Uh, and then in race seven, it is the Winx Guineas. Pretty keen on number two, Soothsayer. Um, Lee Friedman horse, who obviously comes out of... Um, what was the yellow brick race called? I forgot what it was called, but... It was a race that Redina the won, Fred. Yellow Brick, the Fred Best Classic, that's it. Yeah. Redina won, Yellow Brick was slaughtered in second, and this horse was right there in third. I had him second picking that race, um, and the massive thing he gets here, apart from anything else, is he draws barrier three for Tim Clark, while some of the main dangers, Grabini's drawn out in 18, a little bit cast. Crafty Eagles out in 19, not sure what he's going to do from there. I just think Suvsay is going to get the perfect map here. Um, should be peaking now fourth up. And 
you know, the, the late figure out of the, the Fred Bess, even though they crawled to the 600, it's, it's really good. He went over eight above for his final 600 metres. That is the perfect platform. Zip home, three weeks between runs. Peak here for the wing skin, he's fourth up. I think he's incredibly tough to beat. He's around the $4 quote, so he's on top there for me. Anyone else got anything around the country? No, I didn't really like anything else like the next couple of days. Saturday, uh, uh, Friday and Sunday, or even Echuca on Saturday. Looked tricky, didn't so, like it. Sunday's the best day of the weekend, but... You're not going, are you? Uh, oh, no, no, that's right. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're doing that thing. But I'm being informed that I'm attending. Yeah, you are going to be there. Otherwise, you're not on been told next week. All right. Before we get to Sunday, big jumps day, obviously, at Warnable. I've just got a few at Chartin runs on a Saturday this week. Oh, that's race... even worse. Fuck. I know. We, we don't have Chartin on Sunday. Oh. No. Tragic. Very tragic. Oh, that's so good. We watched the jumps and honkers at the same time. That would have been all right. Yeah, but it's late anyway now because it's too hot, so they're starting later. So it might not have been timely anyway. How hot's it and in Hong Kong? It's like 30s, low to mid 30s. It's not that hot. I think it's more the humidity over there. Oh, true. It yeah, makes, yeah. makes it feel like 45. I went to Hong Kong <laughs> once and it was so, so like humid all the time. Mm. December. Golden 60s farewell tour. Get there. I'm definitely going. Open invitation. Race <laughs> four at Sha Tin. Uh, an ex Australian horse. We know him well. His name is Sword Point. Um, Gets Zach Purton here, back up to 2,000 metres. He was caught three wide, no cover last start at Happy Valley with the big weight. Um, draws barrier four here for a hungry Zach Purton who is chiming in. He's going to get that record for sure. I think he's only got less than 10 winners to go. Um, he had one or two last night at Happy Valley. I haven't fully checked the results there, but he's on track. He's going to get it. I think this horse is a, a good chance to get it for him. Um, or to, to bring that margin lower. It is a big field of 15. So, you know, these handicaps with big fields are never easy, but I think he looks as good a chance as any. Um, his prior form around straight Aaron reads really well for this. No prices yet, yet, obviously, but straight Aaron would probably be odds on in a field like this. So pretty keen on sword point there. Back up to 2,000 gets a better run. Race eight, we see the new emerging star for Hong Kong racing. His name is Dream Winner. He's two from two, and some of his punting form figures have been absolutely off the charts, sort of 13, 14 lengths above the old benchmark, 1,000 metres. Um, the query is he's got to carry 60 kilos here, so we're going to find out just how good he is staying in Class 3 company and obviously rising so high in the ratings. He goes up six kilos, so going to be very interesting but if this horse can run a strong 1200 meters going forward then he looks a group one winner in waiting over there in hong kong and then we go to race nine the last race i wanted to take a look at invincible sage was thrombone in australia trained by jerome hunter um, it. yeah good horse winner he won three races here in australia um including a few at knockout sort of odds he went around last start on a heavy track and was a little bit off the track. Um, he only went down half a length. I thought he was very unlucky there. He can bounce back here on a drier surface. 
draws barrier two for Hugh Bowman. And I think the only danger there is number seven, Golden Empire. This horse beat Helios Express. Helios Express came from a long way back and was running all over him late. So um, you'd say he was very unlucky. We saw what Helios Express did last Sunday. He absolutely bolted in and he looked outstanding. So he's it's probably between them two, Invincible Sage Thrombone and Golden Empire, number six and seven. But leaning towards the six, uh, hopefully the Exorcists can get another one on the board. Cool. All right, are we ready, Nico? We're ready. What races do you want to do? Um, well, do you just want to preview my three bets at the moment, and then we'll talk about the last three at the end. Right, your three bets. I think your first starts in race two. Let me get the races up. Uh, race two, yep. Race two, LaBelle. Uh, been waiting for this bloke to make his jumps debut for a while now. Both trials have been really solid with a good run at Flemington when my man Bobby Pin slaughtered him. Three wide, no cover the journey. Wasn't his best. Um, just, but it was a game game run. He stuck on for fourth. He's got a touch of class against his rivals here. And he likes wet ground. So, my note was, hard to beat any price at good price. This is when I didn't know what price he was going to open. And I thought, I said to you, that evens would probably be uh, a good bet. And that, that's what we've got. We've got 210. Um, so I'm pretty happy to be steering the punters into that at two dollars ten. I thought he was. A, I thought it was like a dollar seventy. Well, no. I thought he could have opened at that sort of price. They've been a bit generous at even money, but. Um, well, I thought he, I thought I saw that. Well, he might end up that price, but. Wait, this is know. his first. Is this his first go? This is his first ever jump first start. Go. Yeah. 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 Wait, you're talking about Labau, yeah? Yeah. yeah. It's a dollar seventy-five on Sportsbet. Huh? Mm, t- two ten on tab. It's two ten on tab. We might have to save that. <laughs> All right. Um. Then we move over to. Well, we'll do the Lafferty end. Uh, yeah, race race uh, five. Do now. Do now. Do now. All right. Race four is the best race of the day. I still haven't. Well, this market's fascinating to start with. We'll start with the market before I go through my prognosis of the race. I thought Circle of the Sun would open a lot shorter than what he has. I think $3.80 is more than fair. I thought there would be a fair bit of recency bias factored into his price. He is an in-form horse and cannot possibly do any more than what he has done so far. I thought he would open maybe closer to... like. To I thought around that even money, maybe a touch more was probably the price that he was going to open, and I was going to be quite happy to take him on and, and bet around him and try and get him beat. But at three dollars eighty, I don't think I can. I think he's got to be on side at that price. Um, Will John is one of my favourites. Um, Taking being a fan out of it, which is what I'm trying not to do. He's a he's a very very good jumper, Will John. He's three from three. He's beaten some proper horses uh, before his injuries. A Jericho Cup winner as well. Um, if he is anywhere near his best form, they won't see which way he goes. But that form was a long time ago, and he's probably being priced off that in those colours at Warnerwall in a feature, but. Um, I'm still 
undecided whether he's going to be my main player in the race or Circle the Sun. Um, I'm not surprised that Fabolot is around the mark. Blanford Lad's missing a zero. He's a poof. Yeah, I don't think he's much, I don't think he's much good. Instigators probably a touch short because he always finds one better and he just he always runs gallant and always tries. But yeah, it's not very often that he wins. He's a bit of a bridesmaid old instigator. He's been a good old horse, but um, Cleaver he was a bit the same until he broke through last start. Um, but yet again, he's got to make a step up. But sixty five kilos for Tommy um, gives him every chance. Balex one is a shadow of himself at the moment. If he got back to the form of Smack and Stern Idol, well, he'd be up, he'd be in this race up to his ears. But I don't think, um, I don't think he's going that great at the moment. If he was my horse, I would have tipped him out before last start. But maybe they're just trying to get him fit. I'm not buying into that. I just don't think he's come up this preparation. He's just not the same horse that he was. But who knows, maybe Will Gordon going on him, change the scenery now that he's with Andrew Bobbin. Maybe that'll help him, I'm not sure. The horse that is over the odds, I can't quite work out why $17 is I know for hay. Albeit it has to carry top weight, but um, his record's pretty impeccable for mine. He's had seven starts where two of them he's fell over the bigger obstacles, so... Um, That's probably what it is, isn't it? You do take that into account, but he was also a $2 favourite one day, and he was $8 in the Briley over the May Carnival. He's back over the smaller obstacles, which I like, and he's got, like, proper form. Like, he's got an, a second to S, second a sauna boy, where he SP'd $2.70. He's got a second a Will John, and we all know the freak that he is. One of his romps was an eight-length Grand National win. So, yeah, I I think he's not a $17 chance. I'd have him... Well, he's as good a chance as Fabolot for mine, so he has to be a $7 chance, or a $7, $8 chance. Yep. Based off this market. All right. Um, so, yeah, just just wait and see. We'll post on socials. Or better yet, get to the Ascotvale Hotel on Sunday and you can see we're back in person. I've got some for the punters here. This horse is unbeaten over the obstacles, correct? They both number are. Four, number four, Circle the Sun, is $4 you can get on Sportsbet. And I just can't see why he should be that price. He beat Teofilo Star on his jumping debut. We've seen what Teofilo Star has done. has gone bang, bang at Warnable and then at Sandy. Massive margin wins. He then went to Warnable himself absolutely obliterated Nelson. Uh, everyone sort of thought it might have been a fluke, $7.50. Well, no, he went to the Australian hurdle. He was $7 into $4.80. Absolutely belted them in the, in the Australian hurdle. Um, Saunter Boy obviously didn't have his best day there. He hit a few and he had carried the mammoth weight there. But he absolutely smashed San Remo. What did San Remo do? He won today over the flat. San Remo is such a confusing horse. For a horse who doesn't like wet ground, he's absolutely pissed in the last two starts on the flat on heavy ground. But there's got to be something factored into that. He did win with 53 kilos today. He's going to carry another 15 kilos in a jumps race. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying back him in a jumps race, but I'm just no. saying yeah. it, it works out nicely for the form. Then Circle the Sun 
went on the flat last start, ran really well. He was actually beaten by Campbell Rewilla. Campbell gets back aboard here. He can't use his claim here, but 69 kilos. That's yes, the it is. for me. He's got to it is up. It is up from his Australian hurdle win, but he's won over the jumps of 68 before. He's won with 69 and a half before. I know this is a much harder race, but he's just the one for me. Like He still has room to move. Um, I backed him last start in the Australian hurdle. I just think I have to stick again. And as you said, Nico, you thought he'd open with a two. I thought he'd open clear favourite as well. Will John, I have all respect for, but I think he's priced off form over the jumps that he's got from two years ago. I think that would be fair enough to say. If he brings it and he's back to his best, then obviously he can win. But if it's, Circle if the it's Sun, not, $4, that's me. If it's not Sunday, Will John, it's big Boris deal next start. Yeah. He might be one away. Yeah, might be one early for Will John, but I don't know. He's just... He's just such a super horse, Will John. He's a beautiful jumper. And he's a beautiful stayer. Just, I can't see him not running well. I've still got a little bit of a reserve on Circle of the Sun doing it in this grade with weight. It's all good and well winning without weight, but this is a true test. I'm not saying that he can't do it because he's a deserved favourite and I thought he would open shorter than what he is. Well, he's not favourite. He probably will be eventually. Yeah. They're near enough back. to equal favourites, fucking 30 cents. Depending on who you shop with. He'd be favourite <laughs> oh. somewhere else. Are right, we going to go to race five? Yep. The steeple, 120. You're with the top weight, I believe. Brungle Birdie gets the kilo and a half claim. And he's an absolute mudluck. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, I thought this was a bit of a dirty Dwyer setup job, to be honest. Um, claiming a kilo and a half. I'm pretty sure he's at least a kilo and a half. He might be three kilos. I think he's a kilo and a half, though. be great if they ever fucking told you in the form guide, wouldn't it? I think it's a kilo and a half, I saw. Um, yeah, he smashed him in his last jump start at Ballarat last year. Beat Roland Garros, who's here. Um, he's beaten Gunner Lover in his trials. Trials aren't everything, but he, he's done it pretty comfortably. I don't think Duke of Bedford's no, no star. Um, yeah, his recent trials were good. He's had a good flat run at Swan Hill where uh, Henry Dwyer was um, on today on um, Stable Mail and I got Milo to ask about how he's going and, and, and whatnot. And he did say, yeah, he's just uninterested on the flat. So if he's uninterested on the flat, he did well to only be beaten two and a half. Um, yeah, if he's if he's somewhere near his best... Um, he should should beat this lot. I think he looks a clear standout in the race for mine. Three dollars fifty is a good price. I thought I was hoping for maybe two seventy. So um, yeah. We'll wait How was Roland Garros seven dollars? Like, uh, give up, punters. Give up. Because <laughs> he won. He won the trial last last trial. Probably oh, he wins every trial. He's a Roland Garros will be. F- He'll, he'll get the stitch halfway because all the milk that he drank in the morning before the race will just start curdling his stomach. Fucking pretender. Yeah. Quick one. Where, do you know what the weather's doing? It's going to be still a 10 It'll be Sunday. a 10, yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a 10 this time in a month. It doesn't dry the ball. It'll just be yeah. wet. All right. The other feature is the Thackeray steeple. Tolmac, $2.40. Rockstar Ronnie, the... Uh, what was it called? The Grand Annual... 5,500 metres. 
Grand Annual winner. I almost called it the Grand National. $4.40. Flying agent. Can he get it out of his own way? $5. Alvison, $6. Look, I'll get you, I'll let you go first here, Nico, but I'm pretty keen on the one at the top of the market. Yeah, well, that makes two. Um, I dug my heels in. I had my fair share of having put the knife in flying agent today on the radio, which, is, which hurt me a bit because he is one of my favourite horses, but... What's the saying? Friend of the show. What's the Andy saying? Donald? If you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a different result, it's insanity, insanity. or whatever. Insanity. I know the definition yeah. of insanity. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't care. I'm happy to be on record and say it. I don't know what Amy thinks is going to happen when we're just doing the same thing again. Lee, either this horse is a shadow of himself or Lee's just completely lost his mind. Because he's, he's fucking slaughtered him the last two starts. It was the ma- it was just a massive overcorrection last start. Yeah, like he that, lumped that... seventy one kilos, and we just want to give him an absolute picnic in front. They walked, and he he can't make up that ground with seventy one kilos. Yeah, and the start before at the bull, obviously, oh, he went really fast early, and then and then they put the brakes on. Horrific in the Briley. And Britannicus was just too speedy. Oh, made no sense. Three kilos is the he wins three. Th- oh. If he beats me, then good riddance. He's seriously going horrible. It'll be the biggest turnaround of form you've ever seen. Three kilos isn't going to make a difference off last start. No. What was the official margin that he got beaten by? Fifteen. Where is it? Pulling it up. 15.2. Fuck, I was close. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't see our flying agent. He might get within 10. Obviously, if he gets back to his best, he's a winning chance, but he might also have had enough. Yeah. Just a nice oh, ride man. from Lee midfield would be great to see how he's actually going. Enough about flying agent. Tolmac, he's been absolutely brilliant his last few. I remember at the ball, you sort of said, you know, $3 about Tolmac. You know, he's, he's not... Well, to be fair, when you like, look it at seems his, like a, I know, when, I know, I know. When you look at his record when he was hurdling, he was a yeah. dead set number. He was just, ever since he's gone over the steeples, he's, he's almost been a new horse. Well, he is. Two from two, his preparation. And he's won by eight and 12, his last eight two starts. 12. He went bang, bang. He won the Australian steeplechase by 12 lengths. Look, he obviously rises a little bit in weight here, but, geez, it's only three kilos. Six, he's just going to be, like, he's on the flat. He's just way too fast for a lot of these horses, as he's proven his last two. Rockstar Ronnie is well in the market, and he deserves to be so, but he won over the annual trip last start. I just think he, I just don't think he has the speed to match Tolmac. I think he's just going to be way too speedy around the ball. Um, 34.50, going to suit him. Uh, heavy 10 he won't mind that at all he absolutely swims I think he's the best bet of the day on Sunday yeah clear best bet I thought maybe black figures was going to be wishful and I was just hoping my prognosis was well he was $2.90 last start he's rocked in betting. smashed in betting he's against the same field well like Rockstar is coming back from 
64 kilos over 5,500 to now 69.5 over 34.50. This is just a prep run for Rockstar Ronnie, or maybe one of a couple of prep runs. He'll just be getting to the national. At the end of the season, 4,500, that'll be his race. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't blame the owners for wanting to tick him over. He's probably doing well, and you trust Kieran and Dave and Deck and and whatnot. They've got all the science behind him to to make sure that he's right and ready to go. They don't ever send their jumpers to the races if they're not going to be competitive. So he's obviously doing enough, and he's come through the run all right from the annual. But Kieran a freak, but this will just about top his best achievement if you got. Rockstar wanting to win here on Sunday. But yeah, Tol Mac's the best bet of the day, I think. Beautiful. Anything else on the bull card before we go to best bets, questions, and wrap up? Ah, oh, there's a couple of flat races at the back. Yep. Um, Vanguard and a few that have run scared. <laughs> Don't blame them. Vanguard will be crying in his box anyway. He's not even the best steeplechaser in his stable anymore no he's not Tolmax says hey get out the fucking way alright back lay pray uh, punters obviously we're, we're alive in the podcast multi fingers crossed we had Metrical <sighs> into Stepardi in to uh, my best bet who I forgot the name of I'm going that well Kaboo, Kaboo. race 8 at Rose Hill um, what else we got for the punters my two best of the weekend I'll start there uh, Kaboo on the Saturday and Tolmac on the Sunday. You go, Bob. Uh, well, my best bet was Metrical, so I've already, I've already oh, done my job. Oh, uh, well done, hero. Give the punter something else. Charterhouse. Charterhouse will be my best. SDI. Hopefully not. <laughs> oh, and um, each way Typhoon Titness. Yep. Nico? Fantastic. Uh, my best bet will be. I'm not going to give you a party. So my best bet by default will be race five, Rose Hill, Mogo Magic. And my value selections will be any of basically the other horses I'm backing. So you can have, um, where are we? You can have Nicolini Vito and Paldoro at 10 and $15. And then you can have Keats at 13s and... Junipel at 26s. Huge. Yep. Reckon you can back Keats each way. He's always around the money. So $14 a win at the moment. What does that equate to? $3 something the place. That looks a decent enough wager. You know he'll be up in the firing line for a long way. I don't really have a lay. Don't know if anyone else does. Happy to go on to the questions? Yeah. Alrighty. Let me get these up. What sort of weird questions is Ryan going to ask me this week? Ryan and Stuba. Yeah. First one is from Nick Noonan, actually. All right. Long-time listener, first-time questioner. Is Wilbur going to declare rise to start and race six at Flemington? Thoughts? Race six at Flemington? Um, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, section of horse, but no, I'm not. I hate that race. Um, Can you tell yeah, us was, why was... Nick would like it? Uh, well, it was... It beat um what was the horse it beat off the top of my head? Uh hold on. 
Uh, beat a horse since one. Harland. Yeah, Harland. It beat a ho- it beat that, and uh, the sectionals were pretty good there actually. So. Um, it's fifty to you know, one, forty to one. Oh, well, it's been back. So maybe Nico Noonan's had a bit, and he's knocked the price. But um, uh, yeah, I I I would I, I don't think that's the craziest sort of bet ever. Like it's an even race. Um, it's drawn four, so it'll be more forward, and I think it'll stay. So um, I'm I'm not gonna back it, but no, I definitely I definitely see why. Like the. The last the last two hundred meters of the race was eleven eleven five, so uh, it's got scope for improvement off that last start rating anyway. Huge, go on, Maddie. All right, Sam Battelato says, "Should I have a drink every time?" Will says, "Sort of," during his analysis. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We should actually do a uh, what do you call it? Drinking game, racing previews podcast. I don't know. Do I say it that often? I don't know. I don't. Hard yeah, to, sort of. Um, I don't know. You just, you just grey the punters up, mate. <laughs> Shut up. Speaking of grey, the king of grey is Stu Ferenci. <laughs> oh, Should we rename the podcast Bot Previews? No, he's got a big head enough, but he's doing well. <laughs> oh, guess. It's, no, it's Bot's world, and we're just living in it? Question mark. Does Bot's mum and Mrs. Bot know how much he had on Metrical? <laughs> no. no. Oh, well, do, mum does. Better, Oh really? Uh, probably. I don't know. Well, there's Jeez. your first mistake. If you can infer, it, yeah. Never, never reveal how much you've had on a horse. Do you know? Or, your, was girl- watching or your girlfriend, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, she doesn't. One day, know, but one but day mom... you'll be in a hole and you'll need a lend, and, and she'll bring it up. <laughs> mum watched it with me. It was pretty comfortable, but she was sweating. <laughs> watching racing with mum. <laughs> I'm going to get my mouth shut. The Thursday pastime. Uh, Ryan Deeth, how could Betfair solve some of the turnover slash tax issues faced in the industry at the moment? <laughs> I don't know. That's not my issue. That's how not my Betfair problem. Solve some of the it's racing previews, tax. not political previews. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of a logical answer to this, though. Oh, you're the, the business sort of person here. Or just give the, the punters better prices. If Betfair are consistently putting up prices that are 20% bigger than the market, which obviously on the BSP, a lot of the time it, it already is, but if the if the POC tax keeps going up and our prices keep getting worse and Betfair prices don't get as bad, then there's every chance turnover will start to increase on Betfair. More people will start to use it. And that might mean the corps have no choice but to give us better prices to even the ledger. That's how they can do it. Nick, is it normal for jumpers to come out and win these staying races on the flat, he means? Example, Port Goulomé? Oh, when, when they're flying, they're flying, I suppose. Port G just won on the flat because he just needs dry ground. Yeah. He's no hack on the flat. He was bored out here for a Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup. <laughs> so. Yeah, he was like favourite for the Cup in like 2019. Yeah. He just, he's just a horse who needs better ground. Yeah. That seems a long time ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that off the back of a slashing Caulfield Cup run? What do you mean? Yeah, he's been whacking he away on the flat Cup, for a while, though. Nah, nah. He, he, was he was meant to come over, but in, like, 2019, like, he was favourite for it, but then he got injured, so they, like, put him away. And then the Lindsay Park trained the wheels off him. 
Yeah, fair enough. But why don't you follow the betting strategy of Stu Ferenci? Guaranteed 10% profit on turnover. Oh, girls, fucking hell. Um, I don't know. I prefer not to back every single horse in the race. In a futures market. Yeah. Uh, and the last one is from Brian as well. What are your thoughts on J-Max average form of late? It's the bubba. Keeping him up at, up at night. Mm. Pretty sure he's just rewinding now at the moment. Unwinding or rewinding? Oh, both. <laughs> well, there's, there's no, well, there's no good on racing. Yeah. yeah, true. You gallop in a group one filly every day, but what are you talking about? Sorry? Oh. <laughs> no, not... <laughs> Caitlin Mallion. Oh, she's so annoying. No offense, but oh, she's so annoying. Oh, be careful, mate. We she's... might have her on the podcast one day. Yeah, okay. I'll take it back. <laughs> uh, it can't help having a little gremlin corn around for the first time, I'll tell you that. Anyway, let's wrap it up there. That's right. jump, off, jump off him now, anyway. Oh, he'll be want, back. If you want to jump that. off. <laughs> no one's jumping off J-Mac don't worry about that good riddance to you the good horses will be back I was actually at Lindsay Park today got to catch up with Mr B Mr Brightside he's looking well still a bit of carrots? a winter coat but uh nah no carrots but um he's on strict diet <laughs> yeah, <absolutely laughs> no carrots allowed it's going to be interesting to see what horses like him do there's every chance that he'll be you know, Melbourne Melbourne then go up to Sydney for the five diamonds no, the King Charles. Oh, how's that? Forgot about that. What a piss off. Well, it, he's done it smart because it it's a rebadged. It's just the the George Main that's gone from one mil to five mil and gone later in the spring. It's already got Group One status, so pretty smart by old PVL, that's for sure. I was um I was listening to a segment today and Simon Miller was on, mm. and. My crystal ball, I still think, has absolute legs that she's a chance to be there for a Cox Plate. From what he sort of said, her first two runs are her first two runs are definitely locked in. She's going to the Let's Elope and the Stut. Stocks. Stocks. Partners, get around it. The Valley's going to have Amelia's Jewel in a Stock Stakes and Giga Kick. In a McEwen. In a McEwen. You just can't wait to get back to Moody Valley. You just need them on the same. You just need them on the same night. Friday night racing at Mooney Valley. Could potentially have two of the best horses in the country on the same night. We'll get get two bites of the cherry. Um, McEwen is obviously fee day, so there's a golden ticket into the Cox Plate on that day. But the draw card will definitely be Australia's best sprinter, Australia's best horse, Giga Kick, going around the McEwen. And there was also, I did also hear that Moods was potentially thinking about sending I wish yeah. I win there. So There's imagine a that. There's a chance. What about Equinox? Equinox? Mm. Well, he's been invited to the Valley. <laughs> he he uh, hadn't he hadn't passed the Cox Plate qualifications before Sunday, but he has now. So, uh... <laughs> you just no. scraped in. In all seriousness, unlikely that he's going to come, obviously, but strengthen the relationship with the JRA. They had 45,000 people at the races there. They had 190 million bet on the Takarazuka Kinnan alone. To put that into perspective, punters, we get 187, we got 187 total wagering million on the whole of Cox Plate Day last year. So 
one race, the Takarazuka Kinnan, has turned over more than 10 races on Cox Plate Day last year. It's absolutely enormous. Um, the only race that gets more than than a race like that on the whole in the whole world is probably the Melbourne Cup, which gets over 200, maybe even towards the three mark. It's definitely over 200 for the Melbourne, Melbourne Cup. Melbourne Cup does? Year. Yeah. In the world? Wage, pretty sure it's the highest wage race really? in the world, yeah. yeah. All right, I didn't know that. That makes sense, though. Yeah, massive. Massive pulls going into the Cup. Especially last year as well, because when um, Bedar were trying to yes, lay off. Correct. Alright, let's wrap it up there, punters. Finals day at Flemington. Good luck with your wages. See you at the Avondale. What am I saying, Avondale? Ascot Vale Hotel on Sunday. Good jumps racing. Uh, Get there. Have a view of us. Cheers. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out of aces for a taste of your whiskey. I'll give you some advice. So I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bombed a cigarette And asked me for a light And the night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game, boy You gotta learn to play it right You got to know when to hold up Know when to fold up walk away and know when to run you never count your money when you're sitting at the table there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done every gambler knows that the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away knowing what to keep Cause every hand's a winner And every hand's a loser And the best that you can hope for Is to die in your sleep And when he finished speaking He turned back toward the window Crushed out his cigarette Faded off to sleep And somewhere in the darkness The gambler he broke even but in his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done, you got to know.